Mark Bolin, he's the yeah original singer for T-Rex, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, so he does sing on that album. The Unicorn yeah, album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out in 69. I don't know. It's just, it's acoustic, and it's like... Bad. Well, there's folk. like two. Yeah, there's two T Rex. There's like, it's not the, rock T Rex. The folk whatsoever. and then the glam. Yeah, yeah. Because I like T Rex, but when we, because when we found that, I was like, oh man, that's really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't see it. No, it's like honestly, record. yeah, I've never seen that in the wild. Never seen it before. I didn't even know that it existed because I'm not like a, a right, super right. aficionado in T Rex, but. I seen it and was like, oh, that's nice. Um, but we listened to it, like, out of curiosity, and I was like, this fucking sucks. It just was not in, I don't know. Yeah, not but not in your uh, wheelhouse? Stream it, yeah, stream it, you might like it. Because it is really cool as far as collecting goes. Because you just don't see it ever. So, okay, I'm going to do a little, a little Wikipedia. It says it's their third album. Oh, it's their third? Yeah. Oh. Shit, yeah. when was their first released? Okay, wait. It's the first album to be released in the U.S. Oh, uh, okay. okay. That's what I was I thinking just read, of that. Yeah, because I'm like, that is the first one. I'm pretty sure. Like, you know what I mean? But uh, the first one technically is Prophets, Seers, and Sages, the Angels of Ages. And uh, and that was a U.K.-only release? Yeah, and that's the, that's the super folky one. Oh, I see it right here. Yeah. 68. Yeah. Wordless courses, the reviewer wrote. You can hear the future, somebody said. <laughs> I don't know if that T-Rex came in, the one collection that had all the soul and stuff in it, or yeah, if yeah. Steve found it in a different one. But the one that had the soul... Like, I cherry-picked it before you got to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, like, I found the Reflections first album, and I, like, wasn't there, like, Philly Soul? Yep, I have I the Reflections. Oh, you do? Yep. Okay. Do you got the one with they're all wearing sunglasses on the cover, and it's, like, a uh-uh. pink, pink album? I don't think so. It's their first record, but... Uh, like a compilation or something. I put it on, and I was like, oh, this is really fucking sweet. And then there was a Quincy Jones I didn't have two spinners records that i didn't have which i now i think i'm only missing one that's dope and i think ace fortune was the other group that the album was called like low rent housing and it had nice. these four dudes in white suits uh, i never listened to it sitting before. up on like a cadillac is and it was, dope yeah it's pretty dope but just the cover itself it's i was like it. dude this is sweet and I looked into it. It's like a forty dollar record. No shit. Like I was expecting like five bucks. Yeah, something. like that fucking white boy hardcore album, or that single with the uh, that I got in um, Kalamazoo at that one little shop. And the dudes, it does sound like oh, it yeah, looks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it sounds like it looks. Corner record <clears throat> store. Yeah, corner record store. Yep. Yeah. Is this not? Is this hardcore? It's definitely. Fucking hilarious, but again, is it actual hardcore? No, fuck no. It's like it's like just regular like cheesy rock of the fucking late eighties. So it's just like the end of new wave Uh, rock, kind of. 
pretty much. So nothing hardcore about nothing. it. No, 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 not at all. Except the cover. It's just like cool, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why I got it though. It's like it's a wall hanger. But yeah, I'll have to check it. I'll look in. I'll listen to Unicorn. I would definitely stream it before you buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Like Slider and Electric Warrior and all that, you know. What's that? Uh, the fucking light one. Anyway. Oh, the one that's got like the yellow ring around the yeah. cover? I don't remember the name it, of it. I, don't know, but... like, it's, I want to say Shine of Light, but that is not what it is. Anyway. That one's uh, pretty common or whatever. Easier to get than most, I think. I see it more. But uh, I think, yeah, that one we get the most. Or Electric Warrior. That's true. Electric Warrior, does you do see it a lot, but it's always beat to fuck. Always, man. I have, like, an original copy, and it's pretty uh, pretty haggard. So I just had to get, like, you know, your standard, whatever, $20 repop a while ago. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that we... Like, there was a um, Bob Dylan self-portraits of self, or is it self-portrait? It's got that weird abstract-looking face on the cover. It's either portraits of self or self-portrait. I can't remember which. But it's got, like, an $80 tag on it in the stores. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, Steve, I'm like, did you look at this upright? Like, I was like, we see this fucking thing all the time. He's like, yeah, but that's... uh, one of the ones that are more sought after, like, Weird. I guess here we see it more and they don't see it as much down there. I don't know if it hit a discount bin at some point and we got them up here. So it's like what we kind of take as a common record. Yeah, is actually like valuable, kind of rare sought after in other places. It's really, I don't know, I, not my, uh, I'm Favorite not a Dylan era. Yeah. Like, and I'm not the biggest Bob Dylan fan, but I have been listening to him more lately, so he's been growing on me. But self portrait, yeah, self portrait, 1970. Yeah. I know I got my copy from here for probably like five bucks. <laughs> yeah, and it was probably like super clean. Yep, yep. According to Discogs, there's 123 different versions. I mean, obviously it's Bob Dylan, but this one was a two I Columbia. I believe it was a stereo press. It would have had to have been. So that's pre- we'll say it's the first press here. Santa Maria pressing, yeah. Well, average is like fifteen bucks, but one did sell for fifty three. Yeah, that's got to be a different one then, because yeah. if it if it mids at fifteen, he would only put fifteen or twenty on it. Is but it- I did not see that album anywhere downstate, so maybe it is. I mean, that was only one area though. But it was a two eye. Yeah. It's a red and white Columbia label. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. Oh, but Bob Dylan sucks to look up. You got to look him up by dead wax numbers. Otherwise, yeah. you're sifting through days worth of shit. Well, I did find a 2i. Hang on. But there's probably like 10 2i's. Yeah, but here's, okay. Here's the one that would be going for a lot that he must have found. Because it's uh, Columbia. It's a 360 sound. And I always thought it was Terra Haunt. Terry Hot. Whatever, yeah. yeah. That one says it averages at eighty seven fifty and okay. it sold for two hundred and fifty two and sixty nine cents at one point. So what, uh, what does the notes on it say? Red does it labels say, like first printed. pressing or anything? No. No. Red labels printed with black and white ink. Columbia Eye logos at nine and three. Yep. Three sixty stereo, three sixty sound. And then of course check the wax, but that's got to be the one. Yeah, that's got to be the one. That's I wonder crazy. why that one in particular is more valuable yeah, than know. others. 
That'd be interesting to find. That guy right here, um, February 4th, 2018. This is ultra rare. Very first pressing with 360 degree sound on two red eye. Columbia labels, which was only pressed at one plant that hadn't switched over to the 70s label yet. See, that's why I was like, are you sure it's a two eye? Because I'm like, man, I don't remember two eyes in this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now that makes sense. No difference. There yeah, is no in difference the 70s, in sound. They switched to just that Columbia label right. without the eyes. Yep. Because they diminished from six to two to none. That's crazy. And then I think that actually at some point they brought back the two eye label. Or was maybe it was, maybe it was, it was, it was on orange. Eye. Yeah. Yeah, it was on orange. But yeah, this says fucking super rare. No difference in sound. So. and they say it's the same sound. I find that. It's just that label, man. Good to know. Anybody out there, you find a 2i self-portrait Bob Dylan. It's worth a couple bucks. Yeah, I would. uh, There's only three for sale. I love learning little random things like that. Oh, I love that shit. To where you're like, oh, this makes it more valuable. It's surprising to me how many people don't know about synchronicity being oh, yeah, translucent the purple. Yep. Like I've met record collectors that have been selling and dealing and collecting for 30 years. And they didn't know. And they didn't know. That isn't And I'm like, how the fuck that. did you guys not know that? Hard to believe. But there's some records um, that I do this now. Every record I check it under the light because there's some that I've gotten that don't say anything. And then you hold them up to the light. And, and they're translucent. Yeah, like uh, I have a Star Trek soundtrack, and it's a Canadian press. It might be the search for Spock. Or, or, anyway, I think it is because this is what I, I held it up to the light for whatever reason, and it's like green, like uh, Vulcan blood and shit, you know? I was like, whoa, that's weird. It doesn't say anything about it. And then, um, you know, there's like uh, seven inches do it, and you can't tell until you're like in Discogs or something, and you're like, wait, there's a version that does this? Yeah. I mean... And then you have no idea. Definitely fun. All the little um, niches what, and like a funny label might make it worth a million dollars or, you know, not a million, but you know what I'm saying. Or Yeah, that's what makes record collecting more fun, yeah, I like, think. For me, def- yeah, for me, I definitely feel that way. Or like, um, the fuck did I just get? And it has uh, some really funny shit in the wax. Oh, those fucking um, Go-Go albums. They say some weird shit in the wax, dude. I'll have to, I'll text it to you when I, uh, maybe I can find it on here. But I always like when they scratch shit in there, like little sayings and whatnot. Yeah, I've got like Beastie Boys licensed to yeah, L. Says that. like, get up off my dick or something like that yeah, in the yeah, dead yeah. wax. Or no, no, get off my dick's the original one. Get off my back is the one that oh, I have. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Because I know, like, the first three, they changed the saying so you could denote, like, which pressing was which. So if you had the first, it said this. The second was this. Okay. The third was this. And then I don't think the repops really said anything down the road, but maybe. I don't I don't know. I don't have a repop version. I got, like, a second or third press of it. Oh, I have a repop of License to Ill. Check the dead wax when you get home. I will. But uh, the go-go one is, it says, is this a record, a pencil, or a beer? Like, what the fuck does that mean? 
That's what it says, though. In, in vacation. Or on vacation, rather. I don't know. Maybe how. they're referring to the piece of plastic Something. that's being used. I don't know. It's, it's cool, though. There's a... You know the band Tough Darts, right? Yep. There's a repop of their self-titled album coming out. But it's only 750 copies. So it's going to be... And Music on Vinyl's doing it, which seems very low for... Yeah, for them. For them. I don't know. I fucking want that, though. I'm going to check to see if I can get that. There's also a couple Smiths represses coming out. But I think you have everything already, don't you? Well, not everything, but Ooh, shit, that's it kind of depends. I'm missing... There's a compilation I'm missing. Is it the one with Morrissey's face on it? I don't think I have one with his face on it either. God, why can't I think of the motherfucker? There's uh, Louder Than Bombs. I have that one. I don't know. My brain's drawing a fart. <laughs> I was just looking They're at... They're redoing um, Nita's Murder. Okay. And let me find the other one really quick. I think it's Hateful Hollow. Okay, yeah, that's the first comp. Anybody that does not have Hateful Hollow and oh wait wait no i'm sorry they don't know anything about the smiths that's a good place to start it's strange ways here we come okay that's their fourth record which i fucking love by the way first tracks my shit you want to hear the number one album sold this month on discogs but you can't guess who it is did it come out this month um or just in general latest record store day release oh it's taylor swift yep gotta be number one bitch but number three private dancer really yep number three tina turner that's funny 138 copies were sold that's not even that many over discogs i guess that had to have been just because she died oh i'm sure so 138 people did not have that, one, which album was it private dancer okay that's right yeah. you, you said that already it left my mind. Well, no, but I mean, if you sometimes, <laughs> even when I do it, I'm like, I think it's the song and not the album. Yeah. Random Access Memories. I need to get that. The 10th That just got reissued. Yeah. I don't think it had the Ram stick this time, though, but it is like a three LP yeah. set. I want to say it was like 50 bucks. It's probably worth it. Speaking of Taylor Swift, have you seen like any of her concert videos or anything? No, like, not yet. Tour that she's... Is it worth the uh I just don't like dollar sign? No, that's what I was gonna ask yeah. is like would you pay that to go see that? Never. Like are you a Taylor Swift fan? No. I, I'm gonna say no. I admired what she did in her younger like in her first couple albums because they were like whatever, she wrote her own songs, they were cute. Right. Whatever. But yeah, dude, I don't I don't follow her. I guess it's because I saw an interview with her and she just seemed really fucking weird. Like you couldn't, like she seemed very unapproachable as far as like, oh, hey, how you doing? And she she wouldn't know how to talk. I don't know. Not my thing, man. Yeah, I just didn't know if it was one of your musical pleasures. Because, like, I don't, I don't give no, a fuck. No, 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 I, I know. And I tell like you. Like, what I was going to, I know I know you would. That's why I asked. But I was going to ask, like, with all of the hype for it, because I'm pretty sure her whole tour sold out like a, oh, long, yeah. like a long time oh, yeah. ago. And I just don't get, 
like to me like paying three four hundred dollars a ticket even for people that i adore it to me is just like fuck you oh yeah like tool tickets like on the low end they're like 150 bucks and i'm like dude I got to pay $150. I got to fucking drive down to wherever it is because it isn't going to be anywhere near here. Possibly stay the night somewhere. More than likely stay at a hotel, hopefully with a guy with a hard hat cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, snip, snip. I'll get that quality or comfort in number and Jesus go back there. Christ. And it's like a $400 trip between gas and hotel expenses and then food. And then you're going to want to buy some shit when you're there, but the print's going to be like 40 bucks. T-shirts are going to be 40, yeah. $50. Hoodies are $80. Like, yeah, and then and you want to get, dude, I don't even know. Dude. That's what I'm saying. Like her shit is probably above and beyond that because they know that the demand is there. So people are going to pay it. And I've noticed even from, okay, from going to shows, and you go see your local bands, and you're going to pay $10, $20 a T-shirt, whatever. Now, when I went to see Social Distortion, that was probably the first band I saw that had, like, major label behind them type. Like, they didn't at that time, but had that kind of money. Yeah. So their T-shirts were, like, 60 fucking bucks, you know? Yeah. It's like, God damn. And that was, you know, 10, 15, I wonder 20 if, years ago, you know? Like, it's crazy. Does the, If you're a major label artist, do you... Does the label that you're on get a cut of your gross merch sales? Unsure. I know that, like, okay, think about it like this. Like, back in the day, you'd order um, band merch off of whatever, whether that Lumberjack or Interpunk or whatever. But then if you went and saw those bands live, they had their tour merch. Yeah. Now, I know the tour merch that... They pocketed that money most of the time. Yep, and that's why it was labeled as tour merch. Right, so I don't know how it works the other way. Because I know, like... We, like, we could... Maybe Mario or Kim could maybe fill us in on that. Yeah, I guess they might know. That's a good question to know. But I would assume, like, even, like, bands like Madball, they probably still reap all their merch. Yeah. But, I don't know, you would think Taylor Swift, because, like, Okay, her concerts are selling probably on average to 10,000 to 20,000 people venues. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's probably on the lower end. There's probably some a lot bigger than that somewhere. Yeah, and everybody buys a t-shirt. And even if half of those people yeah. bought a t-shirt. But then you think of like all the families that are there and shit. Like oh. you're selling five t-shirts to a family or you got super fans that are buying like one of each or... You know, like whatever Which you it is, know like, is happening. I'm sure yeah. there's shit that's already sold out where they're like, all right, we need to get more. Yeah, for sure. Or they just have like a on-demand press to where they're like, I, yeah, okay, when you get to this city, you had these delivered yeah, to yeah, that yeah. venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're like, like, go to the warehouse on fucking yeah, yeah. 2nd Street. Because that's a lot of money. Like, right. I don't know that because the label owns the name Taylor Swift. Right. So you would think that they would own the merchandising rights, too. It's weird because, I mean, back when record companies ruled the industry, this would be, like, an easy thing to figure out. But now, we, you know what I mean? Like, contract-wise, it's pretty cut and dry back in the day. Artist is getting fucked. 
But yeah. now, but now there's so many little nuances yeah, to the like contract that you probably getting, don't even know yeah, if you're getting fucked. She's getting twenty percent. Or they, percent. Yeah, they might have know. a deal where she gets X amount of percentage per merch sales, but I mean, or physical if, sales. But if my name's going on a shirt, well, I'd give that shit away for free at first. But you know what I mean. Right. Once you get like, if your name is worth something, like you don't want somebody else making a dime off of it. I don't know. It's interesting on that merch. Taylor Swift's net worth is five hundred and seventy million. Oh, wow. That's just that's in, that's insane. According to Forbes, that's their estimate. Yeah. I mean at the rate that she's going, she's gonna be one of the highest selling artists of all time. If she isn't already. Yeah, and what this was a topic that I had written down for another episode or whatever, but I'll just bring it up, is why only in America is country music, like, the shit, and everywhere else, it's nothing. Yeah. I mean, you know what, and there's Taylor Swift, like, boom, right there. That's. But she's, like, the the person who bridges the gap, kind of. Because worldwide, I'm pretty sure the the hype for her is equal. Well, I mean, then probably in her home city, people are like... Oh, you're right, though, but she's not even singing country anymore. Taylor Swift Highway, Taylor Swift High School, the mascots, Taylor Swift. It's fun. Yeah, dude, I don't know. But... But Yeah, she's not not even country. She's just, like, pop. Right. I'm not a fan of pop country, or we'll call it radio country, like, whatever. For the same reason, I'm not a fan of, like, uh, I don't know, like... Third eye blind. I don't know. I just don't like this shit. I don't know what to tell you. Well, it's, there's just no, I don't know. There's no, like, authenticity to the music. Because, you know, me. like, at that point, they're just writing songs to appease to whatever contract they're buying. And in country, to. most of those people don't write their own songs still. Yeah, and the people who are writing the songs, if they are... Are like writing songs about working like in a factory or some and shit. They've never done that. And they've never life. done that. Uh-huh. And they're doing it from like a fucking mansion or a million dollar studio or yeah, a private jet or like up. whatever. But people eat it up. Yeah. And I don't know why. But then I don't know. There's artists that there's like a country wave of artists that kind of bridge like punk, bluegrass, country. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like like Gallows Bound, like they kind of have like punk influence, like speed and tempo, but they play bluegrass music, but it also has like a little bit of punk to it. And I don't see them selling out fucking arenas Fuck and no. shit. Like they're not on a multi-million dollar But then that's kind of like, well, even calling it pop country, it's like she even used the word country. It's kind of just pop music at that point, I guess. Yeah, with like a twang. With a twang, it. right. Yeah. Yeah, you put a fucking slide guitar in it, and it's country, apparently, now, you know. That Star Anna girl that I've been yeah, listening yeah, to, yeah. like, to me, that, it's like folk rock country, but storytelling and songwriting-wise, there's actually something there. Yeah, I t- it's very Americana. Yeah, versus, I don't know, like, just, I don't mean to keep bashing Taylor Swift and go on about her, but, like, that's what brought this up, oh, yeah, so, yeah, like... Yeah. Her music, to me, just doesn't seem like it has that. And that's fine. I mean, it works for her, and it obviously works for the label, but 
there's so many unappreciated people who go out and like I just think put their actual like heart into a song. Most people like those simple fucking lyrics, though. I think people are. It's like a sing in the car type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say most people are not intel- intelligent enough to like listen to it, but it, I mean, it's like they don't have time or they don't take the time to actually be like, man, a fucking eight year old could have wrote this, you know? Right. It's like when people uh, don't listen to Opeth because their songs are 14 minutes long. Yeah, yeah. It's like, They're like, oh, I can't do that. Fuck, you'll scroll TikTok reels for 14 uh-huh. minutes. Like, you can listen to that song. Yep. Whether or not it's actually your thing is to be determined, but you can't say you don't have the time. You only have time for the shit you make time for. Exactly. Make time for it. Yep. Yeah, it's the whole two minutes, two and a half minute song. Now it's like 20 seconds, 15 seconds. Oh, it's crazy. Now, me in particular, like, uh, since those Opeths came in, I listened to the one that I have at home. Um, Which one's that? So I'm going to double check. to. Don't make you sure. have Ghost Reveries? Yes, that's it. Okay. Now that album, and I listened to, I just put it on two days ago and I listened to it all the way through. Not being a huge Opeth fan. To and me, that that's fucking, one of the weaker albums. Yeah, and you said it's one of the weakers, and I think it's fucking awesome. No, it is awesome, but you to know? me, like, collectively, and I don't throughout know all their whole shit. catalog, it, to me, it's one of the weaker albums. Right. So, you know, you never know. You just got to give the shit a chance. Oh, here we go, 25. I have, I have those uh, record two and three out front. Yeah. If you stream them and like them, let me know and okay. I'll hook you up on them. I got them priced like for what they go for, but I'll give you a deal on them. Right on them. I think they're like 45 and 50, but I'll cut that down for you. I sold the first one. Nice. Which that one was the most expensive one. That was like 70 bucks. I got 60 for it, which oh. to me is fine. That's what I paid for it. But I I did like that paid for two of my half speed masters, so that to oh me right yeah, there. yeah! I was like, okay, that's totally dope. worth it. I'm on um, top twenty-five most expensive items sold in Discogs in May, and um, of course, like the first couple you've never heard of or whatever, but random forty-five, kinda. But number five was uh, Dial S for Sunny, original, sold for four thousand and forty-two dollars, dude. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That just came out as a classic not that long right. ago. And then and right now there's one for sale for forty eight hundred. Damn. Yeah. I wish uh, I had that. <laughs> Gorilla biscuits, man, their first seven inch. They're Yeah, I seen that going for a fuckload. Thirty eight hundred dollars, dude. I know. That's crazy. Paid. Fucking insane, dude. Especially since you can get like multiple pressings yeah, after that for, for next to nothing. Yeah, for like the price of anything. Yeah. An original first press of Death Crush from Mayhem sold for uh, $2,659. As did uh, Mayhem's first full-length album. An original copy sold for $2,659. It's like... Crazy. But like to me that's kind of like where the fuck are you, are you finding, ever gonna find that? Right, like that had to have come from Oslo. The like, last, there's no way. I literally just saw another copy of the Death Crush album, 
and it's in the Norwegian Black Metal Museum. Yeah. Where it's like the pink cover because it fucked up when they did the ink, and that's how you can tell it's a first press. And uh, they have one. So, and then there's one there, so I don't know. Nuts. Maybe they robbed the museum for it. That'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> the Damned Dozen Girls 7-inch single sold for $2,500, dude. Wow. I wouldn't, like, I love The Damned, but I wouldn't expect that. No, and it's, like, just a random. Like, Normally that list is, like, a random, a super random 78. Yeah. From some, like, blues artist that you've never heard of that only got recorded once. And a super random 7-inch. And then after that, it's like shit that you just... Well, here's one I've never heard of. It's called Rock Hard. The band is Fallout from 1981. Hard Rock Heavy Metal. 7-inch single. Sold for $2,400. There's one for sale right now for $10,752. Jesus. Like... We have so many 45s. And, like, I wish I had just a list of every super valuable random thing mm-hmm. like that because i've always wondered like sifting through where you're like ah this looks dumb you just toss it and like, it could have been like a five hundred dollar ten thousand dollar or some shit uh, that's crazy i just find it hard you know obviously we love fucking collecting records but no nah, i wouldn't pay that no i just yeah dude i couldn't there's nothing pressed that I would pay that much for. In, yeah. in the existence of all music and records, there is nothing pressed that I would pay that for. Okay, number yeah, number two is by a band called The Grout. The name of the song is Do It Yourself, the punk band, 7-inch EP, limited to 100 copies. I've never even, I don't even know what the fucking band is. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, $7,407. And it's probably some random hometown punk band that it, had one I know, I would, run of 7 I'm going to check it out later after this... Uh, just to see, like, what's the big fucking deal. Um, one of the uh, random CDs I got from Steve the other day, one was called uh, The Zodiac Killers. Yep, and there was a, that. Yeah, there was a lot of people in here, so he didn't want to play it. So when I got home, I popped it on. And I fucking, it's just great, like, straight-ahead punk rock. Sounds like it in that. Why didn't he want to play it then? Early, he's like, he, he thought that they were going to, like, swear on it and shit. Uh-huh. And it. And they do, but it's so fast. You, you'd have to, like, really be listening to hear it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was playing the Beach Boys in here the yeah. other day, and my kid came in, like, after he got out of school. It was the last day of school, and he wanted to come here. My kid's like, can I play some music? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't give a shit. So we went from the the Beach Boys, like, immediately to Autopsy. Nice. <laughs> was like, like, Steve was fucking, like, shaking his head. He's like, yeah, that was a quite the drastic change because it was like, like summertimey, like Beach Boys music. Steve had like this notion of it being summertime yeah, finally, yeah, yeah. and he wants to have this yeah. like Hawaiian, and my kid comes in, thing. My kid comes in and like puts on this dismembering like autopsy shit, dude. Hell yeah! When does that um, AFI sing the sorrow drop? That should be pretty quick, right? I think it's July 9th. That's going to be huge. Yeah, I got quite a few of them pre-ordered because I had quite a few people get a hold of me about ordering it. I mean, even on the interweb. Oh, I'm assuming it'll go up. It's crazy. Oh, okay, like right on here they have. 
first pressing was 10,000 in April 2003. 10,000, they were red. I, I wonder where they all are, because I didn't even realize there was that many. Of Singlesara? Yeah, originally 10,000 of them. Oh, there's 23 yeah. for sale. That's One a lot. Starting at, yeah, I know, 10,000. Starting at $295, dude. On the low end? On the fucking low end. I'm going to take a look. See if I want to buy it. That's from Germany. So if you don't fuck with Germany, for a VG plus sleeve condition VG, and on here that could mean anything, and they want 300 bucks. Plus you got to get it shipped from Germany. So you run the risk of, of it getting exactly. damaged probably like 50%. See if I can find a, I'll find a minty one. Okay. Where's that from? Oh, this is from the, oh, Austria. Never mind. I'm trying to find the U.S. Here's a U.S. one. $450 plus $7 shipping to get a mint mint. Ah, man. That's, yeah, that's just crazy. Somebody did pay 20 bucks for it. Whoever that is. Lucky bastard. That was the lowest it sold for? 20 bucks, yeah. That was probably like a long time ago. It was like just the sleeve. Yeah, or that. Or it was fucking just demolished. That's another thing I've noticed, though, um, lately, and is uh, and it's been coming around for the last couple of years, but AFI CDs even are, like, worth fucking money. Or, or like, any other punk rock, hardcore, um, metal, anything that's kind of, like, half-ass rare at the time that wasn't, you know, on the radio. Those CDs are, like, getting harder and harder to find. Yeah, Kill Whitney Dead CDs. Are yeah, it's got to be like really impossible. hard to find. Oh yeah. So since we didn't really have any notes for this episode, yeah, we're just winging it. I did have a list of some of the shit I've been listening to, though. I, I, I also do, it. but it's not very um, diverse. <laughs> it's like all in the same vein, you know. Because I've been on like a old school straight edge hardcore tip, but like. Okay, so this is gonna be cool. Yeah, but I'm like on a way, way different, different. Kick. but like, but new ones that sound old. I don't know. I have like a an, a funny list, and I've got into some like OG emo shit, which I don't. I, they call it emo, but I guess if not by today's standards, it would be like the toughest shit in the world. You know? Have you ever listened to? I sent you a message about Interpol at one night. Mm-hmm. There's another band called Foxing. Never heard of them. They're considered emo. I don't know, like I don't right. know what constitutes That's like what I'm the saying. like what makes that the, the defining genre. I would assume it's the lyrics. That's but by I that definition, thought. then like Joy Everything. Division's fucking emo. Oh, definitely. And New Order, are, all that shit. Are we talking emo being sad? As the only emotion, or emo is it's emotional, so... so it could be everything. Because if it has some happy, sad, whatever, it's fucking emotional. I, guess I don't know. I, I don't know how that's it, defined. If I have to define emo, I would say it would be alternative rock with with um, introspective lyrics that deal in melancholy and sadness. I don't know. That's how kind of how I look at it. Because I don't... Did you Google that? Because that was a really good definition. No, look. <laughs> no I, I believe you. I didn't see you typing. And, uh, <laughs> but, but thanks. That was like spot on. And uh, because then that encompasses everything, you know what I'm saying? 
rites of spring. Yeah. They're considered emo and like and they're fucking to me that's a hardcore band. Like shit, Sisters of Mercy could be emo. Right. A newer band though, that is One Step Closer is the name of the band. I don't know if I mentioned them on here before, but I don't know, a couple months ago I got their full length and um it sounds just like nineties, late nineties, early two thousands hardcore is what it sounds like to me. Almost like uh uh like from autumn to ashes not even that whiny but uh musically it's like that the guitars the drums it's i I like it so and the lyrics are very introspective and very like why am i alone blah 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 but they don't cry about it they fucking scream about it i don't know another uh thing that came out too that i know you're hyped about is that drab majesty single yeah, I was about to say also Drab Majesty yeah. could be considered emo too. Oh, definitely. And that's another band I don't even Did you, really like to categorize. It's like... Yeah, because they mix so much different know, style do. of music. Did you like the new single? I did. It makes me want to hear the other three songs. I, I like it, but like it didn't catch me in right. like as much as I wanted it to initially, but... I've only listened to it once. I listened to it twice because I thought it was too long at first. Uh-huh. Honestly, I was like, damn, dude, five minutes, 23 seconds? I think that's what it is. The second time around, it caught me more. But all of their music did. Yeah. Honestly. No, it definitely, like, you got to once you re- like kind of warm up to it. Yeah, you got to, like, close your eyes. But I don't know. As soon as I trip. heard 39 by design, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm mm-hmm. sold. Yep. Yeah, yeah the their new single is, is fucking insane. It is a, uh, it's cool that they and we were just talking about this too. Like it's cool that they're putting something yeah, out. Right. And hopefully it leads to a whole album. It, I hope so. And then and, uh, and I hope that uh, like you said, that new song, the single. I'm not knocking it. We're not knocking it, but I hope that that is the weakest song. Right. Put it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you what know? you're saying. The new Mutoid Man single is fucking oh, awesome. Oh, I haven't though. heard that yet. I listened to that, like, probably five times at least, if not more. Shit. Five's probably being conservative. I'll, I'll put it, I can get that right on my Spotify. Yeah. Uh, I already pre-ordered copies of the record for in-store. I was checking out, because they're repressing uh, Warmones, the album before this one, and I don't have that record, but I was reading about it, and I didn't know that Marty Friedman did, like, some of the guitar work on the album. I think he was on, just on one song. On just one song or? Just one song. On, but on still, the, it's fucking Marty Friedman. On the album before this new one coming out? Yeah, Warmones, I think is the name of it. It's an orange cover with a dude, like, with an army helmet on or something. Yeah, 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 Warmones. Yeah, yeah okay. Because then there's Bleeder before that, and then something about gravity the one before that i can't remember that one hell yeah but yeah i didn't know marty friedman was on there and then also in the credits was chelsea wolf oh nice and uh because the drummer in mutoid man's the drummer in converge so i wonder if that's how that chelsea wolf collaboration came along was I it bet, yeah. drew out from the mutoid man collaboration that, that would not surprise me that would make sense yeah dude i didn't even realize there was a new one coming speaking of converge aren't they putting out a new one pretty quick 
believe pre-orders went up for it. Comes out July. I don't even know why. I'm like, did you hear this? And then I'm spouting it all off. But no, I did not I hear think, that. I th- I'm pretty sure, unless I dreamt it, which I do do those things from time to time. But I'll I'll check Death Wish real quick. But I'm pretty sure. All I've seen from Converge lately is Blood Moon repops. <laughs> Blood Moon. Blood Moon repops, and then they're redoing like Axe to Fall and uh, Oh, that's right. No Heroes and some other shit. Let's see. Oh, and then they're redoing Jane Live also. Oh, that's right. Okay. That is a fucking kick ass live record, by the way. Other than that, I don't see a pre order. I also, uh, where is the fucking. This Incendiary album is like number 14 i think on like some billboard charts like oh yeah they were at uh didn't they play tied down first? Yeah, yeah yeah and uh that's i've been listening to them for you know i got into them just this year they're fucking badass you know if you're into hard, straight up hardcore god i love that cover though man of the jane live yeah it is sweet it's so cool what are some of the things you've been listening to Oh, okay. Like, uh, like, uh, this, like I said earlier, I've been into like a old school straight edge kind of thing. They're just so mad about everything. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, cause they're not stoned. Yeah. It's that old, it's that, that's what it is. Like that old fucking stupid joke of like, yeah. why are you so angry? Have a fucking beard, smoke yeah, yeah. a joint. But like, uh, one of them is, uh, magnitude. They're fucking, I mean, in these, all these bands, they're pretty traditional of like your intro verse chorus verse breakdown <laughs> you know i mean there's there it's there's nothing super fancy it's just shit that i enjoy dead to rights that's another straight edge band what was the name of the other one magnitude magnitude dead to rights very danceable like two steppy you know and dead to rights is they're like they're fucking tough i'll get i got to look up a lyric Cause there's another band I, I have magnitude dead to rights and uh another way i think there's three of them are they xx bands or is it just all that those are the names those are the names okay. i just straight i put x's on them to be like you know they're straight edge gotcha but you can follow all these bands by going on instagram magnitude straight edge is one dead to rights XXX. There was a new Vinnie Paz song that came out I really enjoyed, a single. And, and that Stu Bangers that came out a couple weeks ago, he had a new beat that came out. He just had something with Chino XL yeah. come out. Or it's coming out, I think. Well, I can't. If I remember right, he was talking about that when we interviewed him. Yeah, 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 he was. I thought I just saw something for what I was talking about didn't. It was just him. It was just a beat. Oh, uh, I know he was like doing some shit on his live stream last night or the night before, maybe. Oh, maybe that's what I saw. The only thing hardcore that I've been listening to is Mind Force. Oh, I love that band, man. I, and then I was listening to Strife the other morning. You need to get that new Lords thing, new Lords album in here. I was looking, trying to find. I'm trying to figure out what company fucking distributes it. Because I don't have anything mm. set up with their label specifically, but there's got to be some other company that distributes the thing. Besides RevHQ? Yeah. Uh, RevHQ has it? I don't know. Okay. But I would 
That's where I would check. That's. I mean, yeah, they would be the ones to have it, but I really am not like the biggest fan of ordering from there. Exactly. I I know. So, um, Decker Rights has a hundred hundred and seventy listeners, and that's it. Monthly. Yep. Five songs. Twenty twenty three demo just got released. They will be playing in Michigan City with the Burnham. Fuck is Michigan Jeans. City. I don't know. I'm clicking. Burnham Bruin, Michigan City. I've never tickets been on to, song kick. I've never been to Michigan City. I've been to a lot of places in Michigan, but either. never Michigan City. Twenty watt tombstone with dead to rights and skirt. Huh. huh. Well, anyway, I fucking dig that band, and uh. I'm probably going to try to get that cassette demo. So what have you uh, been jamming? Oh, I didn't know you were done. Well, I'm I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm searching, so to get rid of the dead, oh. the dead air. Nora yeah. Jones, man, that new Nora Jones. Or not, that's not new, new to me. Yeah, the ones. Uh, oh, that's so good. Little Broken Hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The name was like right there. I haven't played mine yet. I like finally... I got all my crates out of the living room into the basement now that it's finished. Yeah. And then I started, I'm going to start setting up a couple shelves when I get home. I got to order another one, though. I would go buy one, but the one that I want, I got to order. That's pretty much the case with me. It's like, well, I could just go to Walmart and then spray bomb and yeah. like, well, fuck all of it. Sticker bomb it. Oh, hey, look, I turned on my Instagram and I see... Richard Hell with his shirt open. That must be you. That Boom. was me. Yeah, dude. <laughs> By the way, that is a great fucking album. Yeah. I have a CD, but I've never heard the record before. I've just never seen it, like, just out in the yeah, open yeah. like that. No, and, I'm, like, yeah, it was a repress, but I don't give a shit. No, I haven't, I haven't seen it. That was uh, Part-Time Records, Grand Rapids. Yeah, that that's awesome. Had that. They also had, like, the Talking Heads and Television, and I think I got Depeche Mode from there, too. Depeche that, Mode was at the That might have been, yeah, that might have been the next table over there. I don't remember. Anyway, like I said, uh, the stuff I've been listening to is on a completely different opposite side of the scale from what you, yeah, you were dude, just Yeah, dude, it's all good. I was listening to Strife the other morning, and, because, uh, like, Tristan, he's been getting into hardcore more. Yeah. So I've been trying to find bands in the Drain Mind Force kind of yeah, yeah, sound. Yeah. But, like, staple bands at the same time, like Strife, and uh, I, w- I would like to get them into Cola's life, but I'm saving that. Till like, later. To, like, expose them to a little more first. Right, right. So I've been kind of digging around in that to get him into some more of that. But, like I said earlier, one thing was Star Anna that I've been listening to, who is a country, folk rock, kind of punk rock singer yeah and i like i said i was jamming her when you mentioned that and um she's from washington that's awesome she had a band called star anna and the laughing dogs and then she has like solo work too but it's like it's like good the laughing dogs albums are great i like them a lot they're like the same same style as what the you probably listened to the one or the two solo albums yeah yeah, they're same like writing style and musical style, but the Laughing Dogs ones are like more of a faster upbeat gotcha. tempo. Because I think there's like a whole band with her versus just her. Just and her acoustic. and whatever's fucking. Yeah. yeah. 
but they're like everything that I've listened to so far was great. And like, she's a really great songwriter. She's got a kick-ass voice and she has like just the right amount of grunge to her voice to where it kind of makes it sound grungy alternative like 90s kind of but also keeps like a country like humble element to it yeah when i listen to her i get a like a folky folky vibe like a folky like i said earlier americana vibe yeah and that's pretty much what i mean when i'm saying country humble type of potato 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 bitches (laughs) what the i can't brain and uh, another one is Jin Wigmore. Jin Wigmore. I told you bring a pen. I know I got one. <laughs> I was like, you're gonna. I'm gonna throw some shit at you that I know you don't, because it's like completely random that I've found. Found it. this shit, yeah. Um, you're gonna like her though, because she her voice sounds like not identical to Billie Holiday, but there's a lot of fucking Billie Holiday in that. But she's a New Zealand pop singer. And I guess isn't really that big outside of New Zealand. But, like, I think if Billie Holiday, like, we talked before about her and we said that any era that she would be in, she'd be timeless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, think of, like, if Billie Holiday was in this era now, how her music would have to sound to keep up with the times. And I think that's kind of like what this girl sounds like. I'll definitely be checking that out. And, um,. I'll send you, like, the album that I first heard from her. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But it'll be a a track off it in the playlist, I'm sure. Another is a Moroccan jazz singer named Hindi Zara. I've heard of that name before. Yeah, she was on uh, some Blue Note stuff. Okay. But I'd never listened to her solo work. And... Her name, like Hindi Zara, is just like her actual name, but inverted. <laughs> That's cool. So I can't what the fuck I can't remember how like what it played out at as I'm like blank brain farting it right now. But when I read it, I was like, "That's such a fucking cool name." American names suck. <laughs> I was like, "Who the fuck gets named that?" I gotta find it really quick. All right. It's hard to find because when it does spell out her real name, it's in like Arabic. And oh. I, I can't, obviously, I can't read Arabic. But she's a Franco-Moroccan singer and actress. I think Zara Hindi is, like, her real name. I think that's just flip-flop. But I don't remember if it was totally... Hindi English. Zara, Zara Hindi. Yeah. So, anyways, she's got, like, a cool, smoky, chill, jazz-style lounge type of music. But it has, like... I'm not efficient in uh or familiar i guess would be the right word in like moroccan music but yeah what i would imagine would be elements of moroccan music like the instruments and sounds and stuff is like tied into her music quite a bit okay and then there's a south korean singer by the name of jihee it's spelled J-I-H-A-E. And I had to look up how to pronounce that one because I was like, man, I'm going to Americanize the shit out of trying to say that. J-I-H-A-E? Yep. She's, like, got, like, a spooky, chill, weird, like, I don't I don't know the exact words to describe it, but it's a, 
it's a really cool sound. Like, I, she wasn't, like, I haven't dug too far into her, but I did listen to one record of hers, and I liked it. And I'll give the rest of the stuff a shot. That's dope. Okay, I found uh, what I was looking for earlier, and I just went through the record label because War Records is easier to remember than Absolute Truth, apparently. But Absolute Truth is the name of the band. Where Does It Start was the name of their, like, demo. Um, they have they had a 7-inch, but it was lathe cut and not a 50, so I had to get a cassette, and then it's only out of 30, but it was, like, five bucks and it is the first brand new cassette i've bought in well you know 30 some years <laughs> yeah. and it's weird it, it doesn't honestly sound it sounds like a fucking shit cassette but the music on there man is i can't wait till they i can get it on like a better media you know like a cd or a, a record better sounding Right. Format because uh, the tapes are so cheaply yeah. made, and it really reminds me of um, like if Shutdown, the band Shutdown, was still playing, which like apparently they just got back together to do some reunion shit. But this would be like if they were still kids. So it sounds like Shutdown, New York hardcore '80s. It's got like that me- metallic war zone-y guitar feel to it, but then it still has breakdowns that make you want to you know dance hard. Lyrics are fucking awesome. Like, if they keep their shit together, I could see this band, like, you know, going places. And they just came out 2022. Oh, yeah, so they got lots of time. Yeah, yep. And, uh, again, War Records. W-A-R Records. Because you type War Records in on Google, you got to type hardcore, metal, or punk or something because... Uh, there's probably more yeah. than one. Yeah. Well, it's not even the record. Like, you put War Records and it'll, like... Find your relative who was lost oh. in POW <laughs> camp. And fucking, oh, yeah. I didn't even think right. about that. Oh, and speaking of Strife, Strife is on that label as well with their newer album, Witness a Rebirth, which I think came out, I don't know, five years ago? Fuck, I haven't heard any new Strife since, I think, past the third album I've never listened to. Do you remember that when I mentioned I found another gate? A gatekeeper, but it's a straight edge band. Yep. They are also on War Records, and they have a six dollar cassette, which I will um, have sent to my house right now because <laughs> it's that cool. Oh, I got. One. It's just so one. much though of like this coming out now. It's like there's yeah. like a revival going on. It's so cool. It is cool because it was kind of dormant for it's a while. Very fucking dry for a while. I thought it was just because we had kids, but right. It was kind of the perfect time to raise them because the music was kind of bland for a minute. So Leon Bridges is another one of the people I've been listening to. He's like a, he reminds me of like an old Motown, Stax Records, that era like yeah. of, it's not funk, it's just R&B and soul, but he sounds like, I don't know, it's kind of like a hybrid of like Sam Cooke Mixed with like Smokey, nice. like he's got all that same style of music and sound. Kind of a timeless voice as well. Yeah, him I've been listening to a bunch. He's only got two albums, I think. And then The Call, who I've still been on yep. a major kick. They're like a forgotten '80s band for anybody that doesn't know. And they're good because uh, 
Yeah, I think they're great. You told me, and I looked. I looked them up. And their records are super cheap. Yeah. So if people who are listening like them, go buy them while you can before something happens, and then they're hard as fuck to get. Which yeah. Because you just said it. If no. it happened with the cars, like it can happen with the cars. It can happen. Yeah, dude. It can happen with anybody. Shit, there was a Don Henley record that we were pricing the other day, and it was notoriously one of the ones that we always put like eight bucks on. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the album. I think it's got $30 on it right now. Holy And fuck. I had to like double look it up because I was like, no fucking way. Is it? Because um... like Steve looked it up, said that, and I was like, you sure you didn't like type something in wrong or like click this one on accident or something? Is it perfecting the perfect beat or perfect? Is it the one with um, Boys a... of Summer on it? I think so. Because, yeah, that, that should be pretty reasonable. But everybody likes that song. I don't know. No, 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 it's not that okay. one. I'm okay. sorry. It's the one after that. It's the end of the innocence. Oh, still. Damn, really? Yeah. Is that because it's so, was it, like 88? 89. 89? I don't know why, though, that's so expensive. I know that song when in my head, and I never want to hear it. Don fucking Henley. So I was reading this thing this morning about... I get well, one, Metallica played, I don't remember the fucking name of the the festival, Download Festival, I think. Mm-hmm. And That's pretty, that's like one of the biggest ones in the world, isn't it? Yeah. Well, obviously, Metallica's playing it. <laughs> they, True. They didn't have the fucking money to book them otherwise. Or, uh, you know, yeah, if, yeah, they were, know. if they were a small fucking festival. But anyway, they got a noise complaint from... <laughs> 15 miles away or something like that yeah and my, my only thought was like oh they probably were playing tracks off the new album <laughs> yeah <laughs> somebody they was like yo turn that shit down oh that's hilarious but then so i was thinking that and laughing about that in my head and whatever and then i was reading like further down on i think it was on like into the pit or something the website and it was like, fans boo when Metallica tries to play new songs off album. Oh, shit. And I was like, oh, shit, that's got to be the noise complaint thing. But I guess, like, at the show, James Hetfield was, like, asking to the audience, like, do you want to hear an old song or you want to hear a new song? And they're like, we want to hear an old song. Like, fuck that shit. Like, we don't want to hear none of that new yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly, because it's fucking so garbage. They, like, booed when he said new song and, then uh, he's like, well, we're going to play Seek and Destroy. <laughs> God, that's fucking horrible. Can you, like, they have to know. I mean, how can they that not nobody know? wants to hear it? Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, I don't know. They, because there are a lot of people that I've heard that are just that like, really like that album. Just loving it, eh? I just think it's so simple sounding. And I see it on Instagram, too. Like, not so much anymore, but, like, that first two weeks that it came out, everybody was posting that thing. And from people that I see, like, I listen to their music, or their, you know, I watch their page and stuff and see, like, what they're listening to. And they normally have, like, really good taste. And I'm not saying, like, if you like Metallica, you have bad taste. I'm just saying, like, by the rest of the things that you're listening to, like, you would think that this mediocre Metallica album would just be kind of mediocre yeah. shit to you. Yeah, yeah. And, like, they're just like, oh, it's like a return to form and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, 
I'm like, no, this sounds... You read somebody say return to form? I read multiple people say return to form. Like maybe, yeah, return to the fucking load era. Yeah, I don't know. I read that and like multiple people that were like, this is the best Metallica record I've heard in years. And I mean, I guess I could see that. Like, it, you know, if the last however many you didn't like and this one you do like, then yeah. Okay, okay yeah, that would make sense, I guess. Yeah, but... There's people that are, like, comparing it to, like, oh, this is the next best thing since Master of Puppets. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are you, are you stupid? They must, yeah. Maybe they fucking, I don't know, hibernated for the last fucking 30 years? I don't know. I don't know how you could come up with that. <laughs> we just lost one listener because there's a guy that's like, man, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, from He's like, I thought, I thought this was a return to form. Shit. <laughs> See you, dude. Hey, another thing. Uh, since you were talking about Strife, I I didn't know this, but they do have a Live at the Troubadour LP DVD out. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And they have a premium embroidered hoodie that's made out of, like, French terry cloth. I mean, it's expensive, but it's kind of funny. That's so random. Yeah. I bet you it's comfortable, though. Fuck, I Sounds imagine. comfortable. It's blue, and it looks like... It's French, you know, it's got to yeah, be silky. It, it looks pretty silky. Oh, yeah, this was uh, something that I wrote down that I wanted to ask you. Okay, what's up? I was talking to somebody else about this. Do you think that it's essential to make a list of, like, a want list before going into a record store? Like, when you walk in, do you, if you don't have one, do you find that you're like, oh, shit, I blanked everything? Okay. I'll give an example because I went listless when we went to Vertigo. Yeah. However, I knew what genre, like I knew what I was looking for. So uh-huh. that's why I immediately went to the electronic fucking section because we don't see a lot of it up here. Right. So that's the only thing. So you just kind of have like a, I'm looking for this the- genre, this era, this sound that was that time i think it's better to go in with a list yeah because then that keeps you from being like a sensory overload or um especially if you walk into a big store that you've never been in yeah and you're like oh fuck i want to look through all of this don't have time to look through all of this but i don't want to miss something right so you're like I don't know. I feel like it helps keep your sanity if you're like, I'm looking for this, this, and this. Yeah, most definitely. When we went to Vertigo, I'd shopped their metal and hip-hop bins like three, four times in the last year or two. So you kind of know what's in there. But I was like, even with doing that, I still don't know what the fuck's in there. There's so much stuff in there. But I was like, I've never once gotten to go through their use section. Yeah. I was just like, well, I'm going to go through only the used section. And I did go through a little bit of the newer section. Like, I got Warzone and something, one or two other things that were new there. But for the most part, it was used. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, well, I'm going mainly for new wave shit at the time and used. And I, it served well. I mean, I found some cool shit. But yep. No, I, it's like, good it to keep it. Like, it helped me to... Because otherwise, I mean, you need... On the low end, if you're looking speedy, you need like seven, eight hours to go through that fucking store. That whole store? Yeah. yeah if you, not more. Yeah, you couldn't do it in a day. Even if they opened up at nine and you started in one corner flipping through everything, dude. 
I think they're open 11 to 7. Yeah, you couldn't do it in a, in a shift. But, yeah, like I said. Their inventory was... Uh, I could not... Oh, yeah, all those dooms they had. But if you were just, like, blindfolded me and were like, we're going somewhere, and then, oh, we're at a record store, and I just opened my eyes in it, yeah, I'd be like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'd just be like, oh, my God, where do I want to go? Well, I mean, I would be more concerned about, like, why the fuck did I just get held hostage well, yeah, taken to a record store? When I opened my eyes and saw a record store, yeah. I'd be like, oh, maybe it'll be all right. <laughs> but really, there's guys behind you with guns yeah, coming to kill scary. you in the record store, <laughs> and you're, you're like, shit, I've been bamboozled. I've been bamboozled. Yeah, every time I've gone, I find it easier to go in with the list. Yeah. And I've talked to other people that are like, it's way easier with a list because otherwise you walk in and it's like like Nicole said, like deer in headlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's a good way to put it. It is. Because it is fucking sensory overload, really. I mean. Oh, definitely. Uh, to us? You're like. Fuck yeah, dude. God, where do I start? Where do I? Especially if you're into somebody like, or if you're somebody into multiple genres of music. It's hard. And you're like, oh, my God, they got a jazz section that's the length of the store. Or they got a hip-hop section that's, like, fucking half the store or something, you know? Like, like what, I, what I was looking for, I was surprised their section was as big as it was because it's such a niche fucking... Like, I'm looking for, like, cold wave, dark wave, like, all yeah. that. And they had a nice little section of it, so that was really cool. Yeah, but they have the populace to move it. That And that, yeah, that's it. That guy's pulling in. We just gotta like. Here, the main thing is getting people to take chances on stuff to figure out something that they don't know. I think that's like my biggest battle with the store. And what's so fucked up is all it literally takes is half a second to like look it up and listen to it. Now it's not like. Yeah, it's not like you got a chance it to buy it. Yeah, like everybody has a phone in their pocket, right? And you can. That's another thing. I like to go to in the it. store with headphones. Yeah. So I can like focus. I'm like, oh, cool! I can press play on this. Yeah. See if I like this. This looks cool. Never heard of it. Or like, you find a random ba- uh, album by a band that you do like, but you don't know if it's good. Like that soft cell record that I yeah, found. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Shit! I don't know what this fucking thing sounds like. Yep. I left my AirPods in the car. I was trying to like hold it up to my ear, but it was there was like. People it's just to too the, hard. People to the right, people to the left. Yeah, dude. There's music blaring. Can't like, hear shit, a fucking I can't thing. Hear it. Can't hear a thing. While we were talking about these bands, I'm glad that I came across that X Gatekeeper X demo cassette tape because that wasn't out the last time I looked. So that's cool. Um, Conflict, Never Ending Game out of Detroit. I really dig that shit. Sound wise. If you don't know what Detroit hardcore or metal sounds like by now, I don't know, but it, it, that's what it is. That's the sound. It's heavy, brutal, um, chuggy breakdowns, tough guy. The new albums, I, I like the layout, man. The cover, it's like an embossed cover. Like So never-ending games, like you can feel it around in a circle, and there's a big fucking D in the middle, you know? So oh, it's a, yeah, 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 I've seen that. Yeah, it's a good, I haven't listened to it. It's a good it, album, dude. But I've seen some people posting about it. Yep. So I think I've seen, like... I think uh, they just played tight. Oh, I'm sure they played They played Tight Down Fest, yeah. I'm sure they did. I've seen um, 
Terror Zone podcast posted something about it. Right on. They have another um, a previous album I want to check out. I've, I've streamed, you know. I just want to add that to the collection someday. But, yeah, man, it's going to be a good summer as far as releases and music, I think. Oh, yeah, I could... I could drum up a whole nother episode. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah, we we could we should do like a, you know, summer fucking a new release episode. Yeah. Yeah. Summer releases and shit, for sure. Because I mean, there is a lot of good repops coming out. Yeah, I want to get that tough darts, but it's fucking kind of yeah. expensive. Uh, for listeners, thanks for listening. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the Hellmouth interview. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot and of fun. We do have four or five upcoming interviews in the next few months to look forward to. I'm not going to spoil anything by giving away guests yet, but definitely stay tuned for those. And as far as like all the stuff that we mentioned in this episode, we'll have a playlist on Spotify in the episode description that you can go check everything out. And if you liked something, definitely go check them out. Play their albums, buy their albums, talk yeah, to me about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't just like, oh, I played one song. That's good. Like, if it's something you like, check it out in depth. You know, buy, uh, stream their whole album, even like at the very least. Especially for the people like, like Star Anna. Like, she's coming out with a new record, uh-huh. and she's crowdfunding it to get it like pressed up physically and stuff. So I know there's like a GoFundMe somewhere. If you look for that, you can donate to her getting that done and all the studio costs and all oh, that right shit. On. So I thought that was cool. It says a lot about how much and how hard it is to get like professional. Oh yeah, you got to put a and uh, producer. Yeah, all that shit, man. It's fucking yeah, expensive. Mixing, mastering, yeah. studio time, the time, and then, like yeah. artwork, and then getting things pressed up, getting things distributed. Like that all has to come out of. If you're an independent artist, that comes out of your pocket. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. And not everybody just has four, five, six grand to just dish think out about at all any All those time, stories, though, that all used, in one lump sum. Used that six grand, and that was all they had. Yeah. You know, it's like, fuck. And they put everything into that record, and you only get to hear about the success stories. Yeah, 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 because they're like, well, we were eating out of fucking cans, and because we literally put every penny we had in this, which sometimes fails and sometimes serves you great. I don't know. It just depends on the... I would say it depends on the music, but it kind of depends on the fans, because even if the music's bad, if you have enough fans then it doesn't matter successful anyways that gave me another idea so we're we're just gonna i won't (laughs) say anything all right but anyway uh social media stuff is all in our episode description definitely go follow the podcast page uh follow our youtube channel stay up to date for updates on our instagram our facebook we do use it just seems that the instagram is more active when it comes to the podcast stuff it's easy i i I feel that instagram is just easier to navigate even nowadays for some reason for me yeah well it's weird because like for the store facebook is way more active Mm -hmm. and instagram's not and the podcast is the the exact opposite that's weird but sucks for you yeah i know it's i gotta manage both but 
So yeah, follow the podcast page, follow our independent pages. If you would like to um, share the episodes, tell your friends. Another thing is we're going to be opening a Discord channel or a Discord server, I'm sorry, soon for the podcast. So like any listeners, once I do have it up and running, I'll put a link to it everywhere. And then anybody who's a regular listener or just somebody who listened once i don't really care i'll just make a big group discussion we can all talk music stuff uh that's gonna be cool i hope everybody wants to participate (laughs) it'll be just me it's just me me, us like one random guy (laughs) (laughs) oh shit but anyway thanks for listening i'm out of here peace